Hello and welcome back to another video on this channel. Today we are going to be discussing a topic that I've been thinking about for a while and you've already seen the title, it's about Ben Shapiro. And before you ask me why am I calling it the hypocrisy of Ben Shapiro, well I'm talking about a guy who posts videos called Ben Shapiro destroys so and so or this thing debunks and I thought well it would be a bit ironic if I make a bit of a clickbaity title as well. So that's kind of the reason why I made the name but essentially the goal of this video is to talk about Ben Shapiro and and not really to say anything too bad about him, but but just to kind of critique the way how he's dealt with some of the, the issues in the past. Because I don't think that he's perhaps, it, I don't think his reporting of the protests and situation in Hong Kong has been the best or the most neutral kind of position. And I get it. Most people aren't very neutral when it comes to these issues. And I have to admit, a lot of people, and this is not just about Ben Shapiro. I mean, the reason why I mainly make it, made this video wasn't really up because of Ben Shapiro, but it's because I saw some other right platform, platforms on the right, on Instagram and stuff, which I think were related to Ben Shapiro, I'm not sure, it's a Daily Caller or something like that, I mean, Ben Shapiro's the Daily Wire, of course, so I kind of tied those two together, though, I mean, if, if I'm wrong, just let me know in the comments below, but it's generally a thing which I saw a few times since the start of the protest movements, of course, like around uh, two, two years ago, man, it's been ages, but, but I mean, it's just something that I wanted to talk about, it's the idea that of course, some sites, and it's it's only natural that when you're, you're especially more of a political commentator like Ben Shapiro is, of course, he talks about other things as well, like sociology, philosophy, and other things as well. But as a political commentator, he normally does have a side, he has a narrative which he should support, and he does support, and, and this is not a critique towards that, because I think there is nothing wrong with having that narrative, with, with, with having that kind of goal that you want to present your news. And of course, you could say, well, maybe it's a bit one-sided, and that's a fact, and I don't want to blame him too much of it. But there are just points where I think we could be doing better. And before you call me out and before people start thinking I'm a leftist who hates Ben Shapiro, no, that's it's actually the complete opposite. The reason why I'm making this video is because I actually respect Ben Shapiro. Because I'm not one of those people who say, well, I'm just going to respond to absolutely everything which disagrees with me. Because I think that's pointless. I mean, when we heard WAP come out last year, I looked at that and I was like, well, should I respond to it? I was like, no, there's no point doing it. Because, well, what is it actually going to achieve? Like, I only... Like, I try to respond to things or talk about situations which generally can lead to develop thought development. Either you agree with me or disagree with me, at least it, it might provoke some thought. In the same way, that is why I think about Ben Shapiro and I have great respect for him and that's why I am making this video. So, essentially what I disagree with Ben Shapiro is kind of the one-sided nature of his depiction and, and this could apply to the right as well, I think. A lot of people on the right, and this is definitely not the far right, because I think there's even more problems at the far right. The reason why I don't touch the far right is for the same reasons I don't touch the far left. I think both sides are horrible, and I think it's called the alt-right or something. I'm not really a political commentator, as you probably already noticed on this channel. But essentially, the reason why I'm doing this is because I think that Ben Shapiro hasn't represented the same amount of critiques towards the protest movements in Hong Kong as he has done towards the Black Lives Matter movement. And because I think that the treatment of these two movements, how you treat both of these movements, really show how neutral you are in the situation. Because, because I think that if we examine what Ben Shapiro and a lot of the right um, media have said about these two protest movements, is that in the when they talk about Hong Kong, they only talk about the the fight for freedom, the fight for so-called equality in the name of America and using the American flag in Hong Kong, whereas and don't talk about anything else. They only talk about the peaceful two million protests which started which happened in the start. Whereas when they talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, they mainly focus on the looting, the violence, the the all the 
or the riots and stuff like that, which I, I completely agree with them. I think the riots and these extreme parts of the Black Lives movements are completely unacceptable. And when, when I saw people saying, well, let's justify these riots movements or let's justify these systems because they're done in the name of black equality. I mean, I mean, that's the worst. That's the bloody worst reasoning anyone can possibly make in in their right mind. Like, how can you possibly justify anything? Like, how can you possibly try to justify your horrid moral actions by by just saying, well, I'm doing that in the name of equality. I mean, people have done loads of things in the name of equality and led to absolute destruction in the past. Like, you could just, just look at what happened in communist Russia over the, over the 20th century and you'd realize how bad this, I'm doing it in the name of equality, how much horrid and despotism, how much, that, how much horror actually, and, and, and I think this is undeniable, how much horror things have been done in the name of equality. And that's not to say equality is bad, but evidently you cannot justify rioting looting and stuff like that with your term of equality because imagine if you're the one you're the shop owner who people looted your shop try to say it yourself oh it's just oh come on into my house and loot my house come on into my shop and loot i mean that's blatantly absurd and in the same way i i think when you turn to the hong kong protest movement i mean there are a lot of violent aspects of it which just have not been shown by right-sided media like for example last week or the last two weeks uh a protester, I, I don't I don't think he even deserves to be called a protester, a rioter, let's call them for what they are, a violent rioter, stabs the police and then goes and stabs himself afterwards. It's like, are you that stupid and cowardly to think that you could go stab a policeman and then after that kill yourself? I mean, what exactly is that reason? That's that's clearly an act of murder and then you try to kill yourself. It's it's horrible. At least the people in America, they go looting. At least they don't go to shoot themselves after they looted this stuff. And that's not the only situation of violence in the past. What we saw in Hong Kong, and of course the, the media, the right-wing media in America doesn't show you this, but what happened in Hong Kong is not just those two million people in the street protesting for freedom, which I do fundamentally agree with. I think there are some significant problems and a lot of things I, I actually do agree with Ben Shapiro about it, but I just can't perhaps, I have some wariness about saying it out loud on YouTube because, well, we all know that there's a thing called the national security law now. So I, I, I you have to admit that or you have to just view it under the lens that I, a lot of things I'm not really going to say too much about it. I prefer really not to, not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble, in big trouble, and I don't want to be in big trouble. But at the same time, we have to look out at the violent aspects of the protests, which were significant. We saw Molotov cocktails thrown in the streets, thrown at police, and we've also seen people throw bricks at policemen. We've seen people shoot arrows at policemen. We've, show, we've seen people pour oil on, we saw people pour burning oil on other citizens who do nothing apart from speak Mandarin. We've seen random people beat other people up in the streets for no apparent reason. And it's quite an old person. And then they get beaten up as well by some random masked, cowardly people dressed in black. And you're like, well, you would think that people have the common decency that if you're really actually going to beat someone up, at least hold be willing to hold the responsibility and take accountability for your action. I know a lot of people here might not act, this might be your first time hearing to all of this like crazy parts of stuff which happened in Hong Kong, which is probably not reported. And that's hence why my critique of Ben Shapiro on the right. But at the same time, those things are very much happening. I, I mean, I lived in Hong Kong. I've lived through the entire thing in Hong Kong and, I, and I've seen everything. I'm like, well, I, I like look at it. I mean, it's not as, it's not as bright and freedom fighting for exactly everything you've everything that used to be in feed like there's some problems here and 
And if you haven't heard of it, they've also fought against their own mottos. It's like, we want freedom of speech. Well, guess what? They've been canceling people as well. If you speak up against them, they will dox you. They will, they will, they will release, I don't know, information about your families and stuff like that. So that's also a problem which has been seen, but it's not reported at all by Ben Shapiro. And, I'm, and I get it, Ben Shapiro, as I've said before, has his political kind of views and political kind of aims which he has to achieve. And I, I get it, I understand it, but at the same time, we, I think we all as a group can understand that that is perhaps not the best way to go around doing things. Like if, you, if you're willing to critique the Black Lives Matter movement, you should also be able to look at the moat in your eye, which is a part of Hong Kong, where there is also violence happening in Hong Kong as well. And you could say, well, that is a result of the lack of freedom. But I, I don't think the lack of freedom justifies you stabbing a police officer and then killing yourself. Or I don't think it justifies shooting arrows at policemen who don't, who don't care, give a don't give a damn about any of the politics which is going on in the city, right? So I think there is a clear difference between how people treat the the protests on the opposite side and how they treat protests which are seen supporting their side. And that's where I got the term hypocrisy from. Because I think it's ultimately valuable that we both view both under the same lens. We judge them by the same standards. Like if if and it's and it's um and it's clear biblical principle as well. And and I'm not saying this is part of the biblical series, but this is indeed a clear principle in the Bible and, and throughout history is that if you have a moat in your eye, you should not go out and, and complain more about another side or at least recognize your own moat before you try to create or critique someone else's problems. And, and that's kind of why I just want to prompt or just suggest that people on the right or bench viewer do it just to recognize the fact that there are some problems with their arguments. There are some problems with their approach and the things that they're supporting. You might be a leftist trying to I don't like this kind of terminology, leftist and rightist, to be honest, but you might be a leftist looking at this and you're like, oh my gosh, he's supporting us. No, I, I'm sorry. I, there are things which I disagree with your ideology. And, and you might also be on the rightist and you say, well, I've never heard of this stuff before. And fine, that's good. It's like, if you haven't heard this information before, then make sure you go check it out. Like, there is a lot of literature and there's a lot of news about the situations which I've been describing in this video. And you could go check them out and they're all online, I think, unless they've been removed. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that there is way more shades of grey to the stories than than what is commonly promoted by Ben Shapiro and those people, especially for the right side. And of course, there's problems with the left side as well. So hope you've enjoyed this video. I know I started rambling a bit to the bit. And but if you enjoyed this series or this discussion about political issues, about common societal issues, feel free to let me know in the comments. I know this is part of my extra other videos, which I do every week. I just to let you know if you're new. I make uh, biblical discussions. Of course, I, I kind of want to call it biblical series because that is essentially what it is, but it's quite close to what Ben Shapiro, I mean, Jordan B. Peterson calls it. I do, I talk about the Bible once a week. I talk about Dostoevsky existentialism once a week. So I'm quite, um, I wouldn't say an expert, but I do read quite a lot of uh, Dostoevsky, Nietzsche, Kierkegaard, Sartre, and, and those people. I do quite a lot of research about that. Then I, then I also make one uh, response or a commentary video once a week. So. That's essentially what I do on this channel. If you enjoyed it, if you stayed to this point, make sure to like and subscribe. Like always, stay safe. Thank you for watching. God bless, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for watching, and goodbye. I prefer really not to, um, not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in big trouble.